title, of course, don't we all? It's called Be Determined. Look at that. They're lining up in single file even. Oh, man. That's just like in school. <laughs> Stop pushing me! <laughs> He's touching me. He's too close. You never did that? We did all the time. All right. Let's get started, shall we? Um, I want to talk about <clears throat> being, be determined. Um, bedrock truths. Number one, God cannot lie. So when you go, whenever you're going through stuff, and we all go through stuff, there's things that we need to cement and, and make sure that it's strong in our foundation. Number one, God cannot lie. Number two, his word is true. And, and we can trust him. That's why we can be determined. Number three, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Number four, as he is, so are we in this world. And number five, God is for us, and he's not against us. So we can be determined in everything that we do. We're going to turn to Hebrews 10, uh, or excuse me, Hebrews 6.10 in the Passion Translation, and that. Woo! Now we can do it. That was kind of weak. <laughs> Hebrews 6.10. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> you still looking for the passion? The passion? Do I have the sign? <laughs> okay. <I'm gonna laughs> while, it's, while it's warming up again and crank it up, I'll read it to you. Uh, Hebrews 6.10. It says, for God, the faithful one, he's not unfair. We need to know that. We need to cement that within ourselves. He is not unfair. He is the faithful one. How can we forget the beautiful work that you've done for him? How can he forget all the things that you've done, all the times that you, you've come here on, on Sundays, Saturdays, Thursdays, whenever it is, he doesn't forget. He sees all the things that you do, all the good things. He's faithful. How can you forget the beautiful work that you've done for him? He remembers the love that you demonstrate as you continually served his beloved ones for the glory of his name. Mm -hmm. Verse 11, but we long to see you passionately advance, passionately advance until the end, and you find your hope fulfilled. This is why we want to learn about the Bible. This is why we want to learn all about who God is, what he has, and what he's going to do for us so our hope can be fulfilled. All the things that we have in our hope shelf needs to be fulfilled. A lot of things we have on our shelf, we need to knock it down and bring that to the front again, dust that stuff up, dust those hopes off, and shine them up, bring them back and say, okay, you know what? We're on. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Amen. Verse 12, so don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm. Be enthusiastic. Come on, don't be miserably saved. <laughs> right? Uh -uh, we're not like that here. But follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. Mm-hmm. So I've been on a path. Um, the first one was let love be the motivation of everything you do. Together, we make a family. Number three is preferring one another. Why? Because God can do anything but fail. Number four, courage is required. Because it takes courage to do what God has called you to do. It takes courage to do all those last four things that I mentioned. 
And number five, it's be determined. Why? Because we want to passionately advance until the end. There should be a passion that, that drives you, a passion that leads you, a passion that gets you up when you're knocked down. Come on now. When things happen, there should be a passion and a fire burning on the inside of you that says, hey, I cannot be defeated. I will not, cannot, and ain't going to quit. Pardon my English. But you got to get fired up about it. Amen. So once you've made the decision to believe and act on what the word of God says about your situation, well, you better find out what it says first. Are you determined to stand until your breakthrough comes? Come on, look around this church. We've all been standing and we're still standing and we're not sitting. Oh, no, no, no. We are going to stand until our breakthrough comes. Amen. Amen. Come on, there's times when the manifestation comes quick, which is wonderful. But then there's, there's times when it just it kind of takes us time and it takes you on a journey. Why? Because we learn things as we go. Yes. And we learn a lot as we go in the middle of that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hey, <laughs> most of us resemble that remark. Why? Because we've been there. Some of us are still there, but it's all right. It's all right. God's got it. Come on now. We got bedrock truths that we hang on to. Even when it doesn't seem like it, we got these truths that we hang on to. And we say, hey, I don't care what it looks like. Uh-uh. So the Greek word for determined means it's a firmness of purpose. It also means to give a definite aim or direction, an unwavering resolution, and to set a boundary. Come on. It's like, where do you set your focus? And that's where we're determined to get to that spot. There should be a right there spot that you need to get to, to attain to. Why? Because we're determined to get there. Amen. Uh, Dictionary.com says, having made a firm decision and being resolved not to change it. Come on. God says, I change not. So we're not going to change. No, no. We're going forward. So, you know, you think about this. I heard somebody says this. Either the word of God is true or it isn't. Either God can be trusted or he can't. Make a decision today. Amen. We choose door number one. He can be trusted. <laughs> His word is true. Come on. We know that the word of God is true and he can be trusted. So why should we waver? Why? Waver to what? What is there to waver to? Right. Nothing. 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 Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, please. Hebrews 10, 35, and we're going to start in the King James, and then we're going to jump over to the New Living, but we're going to start in the King James first. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glad you're here. Yeah, it's good to be here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Are you there? Yeah. Hebrews 10, 35, verse uh, 10, 35. It says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Don't throw it away. Which has a great recompense of reward or paycheck. Cast not away, therefore, your, or um, verse 36. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while. He that, <laughs> he that shall come will come. Yeah, that which you are believing for will come. Come on, and will not tarry. Woo! 
will not tarry. Now the just shall live by their faith. And if any person draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not those. We are not of those who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And then as I was reading through that, I went right to the Hebrews 1. Hebrews 11, 1, the very next verse, because the, the, the chapters are put in for the sake of whatever. Hello. <laughs> Your delivery got there? Praise the Lord. That's good. Amazon delivers. They will not tarry. Though he waits for it, it shall come. And it came. Come on, this is, a, this is awesome. This is what you call an illustrated sermon now. Verse 11, 1. <laughs> now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I love this. Oh. Oh, man. So you're determined. Yes, it does. 100%. It flows right with it. Why? Because now's the time. Now is the time. We don't draw back. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I love this. Hebrew. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Hebrews 10:35, verse uh, in the New Living Translation. It says, <laughs> "This is awesome. Don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Don't throw it away. You trust in Him." Right? Remember the great reward it brings to you. Verse 36. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's work or God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. All that he has promised. Find this promise. Take it and receive it. And hang on to it till it comes. Right? Verse 39, we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We, we, us, are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. And faith is a confidence, but why? Because we're the faithful ones. We've got this confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Amen. And it gives us assurance, it gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. There's things we can't see. Because it doesn't look good, so don't look at it. <laughs> Amen. We're doing that. You can't look at what you see. You can't be moved by what you see, what you hear, what it sounds like. My goodness. Mm -mm. The message in 1035, Hebrews 1035, it says, don't throw it all away now. Come on, you're so close. You're so close to the finish line. Don't throw it away. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing. He hasn't changed his mind. Come on, the word is true. Woo but you need to stick it out. Staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promise completion. And it won't be long now. He's on the way. He'll show up <laughs> most any minute. Come on now. But the message. A timely message. <laughs> that is a timely message. Amen. 
But anyone who is right with me thrives on loyal trust. If he cuts and runs, I won't be very happy. We don't cut and run. We're not quitters who lose out. Oh, no. We'll stay with it and survive, trusting all the way. Verse 11, 1. The fundamental, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, this, is, this faith is a firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. It's our handle. You need to have a handle on what you can't see. Amen. Which is this book. The Passion. Hebrews 10.35. Are you, are you on now? Woohoo! Excellent. This is... Uh, Oh, you're great on time. Come on. I saw the thumb. It's good. So don't lose your bold, courageous faith, for you are destined for a great reward. Verse 36, you need the strength of endurance to reveal the, the poetry of God's will, and then you'll receive the promise in full. For soon and very soon, the one who is appearing will come out, will come without delay. Verse 38, and he also says, my righteous ones will live from my faith. Whose faith? His faith. But if fear holds them back, my soul is not content with them. That's the only thing that holds us back is fear. Right? We face our fears, slap that thing, and keep going. Amen. Mm-hmm. Verse 39. We are certainly not of those who are held back by fear and perish. We are among those who have faith and experience true life. And, and I like this. in The title... For Hebrews 11, it says the bold power of faith. See, when you're, when you're in faith, there's, some, there's a bold power that's, that's resonating on the inside of you. That you can feel it just percolating when, you're, when just your faith is just... Uh. Okay, your, your faith might not go... Uh, but. <laughs> I'm all right now. <laughs> now, faith brings our hopes into reality. It becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It's all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. That's all we need. What's more faithful than this word? Amen? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6, please. King James. King James. <laughs> Hebrews 3. Verse 6, uh, but Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? That's not a question, it's a statement, right? If we hold fast to confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. So with your confidence, there should be a rejoicing in it. Amen. Come on, if you've got a confident hope, you're going to rejoice because he's got it, right? Not a confident hopelessness. He's going to, we got it. No, no, we got it. We got it. Verse 14, for we are made partaker. Come on, it says we are made partakers of Christ. He made you, threw you in the oven, baked you. He made you a partaker. Mm -hmm. It says we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end. That's why you need to be determined. We're not backing off. We're not going to quit. We're pushing forward. Through it all. New Living, it says in Hebrews 3, 6. But Christ, as the Son, is in charge of God's entire house, and we are God's house. Come on. We're his house. If we keep our courage, 
Come on, takes courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. Verse 14, if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed. Remember when you first believed? God could do anything but fail. Come on. When we first got started in this, we, we, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we did some faith mistakes. There was one time we, we, we just came out here and um, we wanted to go to Ontario. So we packed our bags, had them at the front door, and we watched them sit there. <laughs> but we were believing God. We were believing God. Yeah. That's what we did. We, yeah, we, didn't back, we packed our bags. And when the tickets didn't arrive, we just said, okay, well, our faith is still out there. We did go, and it's still working, and we're still going. We go all the time. Praise the Lord. But you can't quit. <laughs> no. So trusting God as firmly as when we first believed. Come on. We would sit up. You know, you tell, you tell a tree stump about Jesus if, it's, if it stood there long enough. I was practicing. Amen. 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 Yep. And in football, when you fall, you fall forward and take somebody with you. Bam. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. That's what we do. Amen. The message, verse Hebrews 3, 6, Christ as the Son is in charge of the house now. If we could only keep a firm grip on this bold confidence, keep a firm grip. That's it. That's, we're talking about being determined, right? A full grip. On this bold confidence, we're the house. If, verse 14, if we can only keep our grip on the sure thing that we started out with, we're in this with Christ for the long haul. The long haul. We're not going to quit. Be determined that the only thing that's going to move you is God, and you're going to see the wholeness of what you're believing for, no matter what it is you're going through. And we've been going through some stuff. Y'all have been going through some stuff, and we're not quitting. We're not drawing back. We're actually, you know, we're still working on more faith projects. And Come on, what for? What are you going to do, quit and do what? We're courageous. Amen. Well, yeah, 36 feet of intestinal fortitude and a whole lot of guts. Amen. That's what we got. It's true. It's working all the time. Even when we can't see it, it's still working. Right? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7, please. Isaiah 50, verse 7. And then we're going to go in the King James. Because we're talking about being determined. And in Isaiah chapter 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, verse 7. For the Lord God will help me. It's got a colon, but you can put a period right there. Come on. Who's going to help you? My, our help comes from the Lord, right? Therefore, I shall not be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is going to not leave me. He's not going to forsake me. He's not going to leave me hanging. Amen. Let's look at this new living. Please. Same verse. Because the sovereign Lord says, or the helps, because the sovereign Lord, sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. 
Pastor Gary did that book. Right? His, his grace for your disgrace. Powerful. I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone. Determined. When I started working on this message, I, I must have heard that word determined above eight or nine times a day. People just, okay, determined to do this, determined to do that, and it would just keep coming up all the time. Determined to do his will, and I know that I will not be put to shame. God will never, ever, ever, ever put you to shame. Never, ever. Romans 8, 28. Come on, that was our, our verse. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to what? His purpose. So we're called, we're expecting, because God is the one that causes everything to work. Amplified, same verse, Romans 8, 28. We are assured and know. Come on, that's two things. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, in our labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and his purpose. Amen. Amen. This is a, this is a verse that I've been hanging on to from what I'm believing. Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah, it's mine. It's mine. Yeah. I pray that daily. Why? Because I need it. I need to hear it. And it's not for me. That sounds like a promise. Uh, it sounds oh, 100%. It says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. These are thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. An expected end. Expected. Of course. We're expectors. Come on, we're people that expect things to happen. We're people that expect God to do what he said he's going to do. We expect God to come through. Come on now. It's like when pastor used to say back in the day, you climb a tree, you saw off the branch at the tree end and expect that, that branch to hold you up. We expect we're not going to fall. Come on now. He's been too good to us. He's been too good to us to let us go. Look at this in uh, uh New Living Translation, it says, I know the plans I have for you. He's got plans for you. And he knows them. He says the Lord, they are plans for good, not for disaster. Give you a future and a hope. Future and a hope. Yeah. This is something I believe in God for. And she will have a future. And she'll have, and we, and, and a hope. There's a plan. Oh, 100%. Yep. And on this side of the lawn. Yes. Amen. Come on. There will be a revelation. The eyes will be open. The eyes of their understanding will be open. We know that. We have promises. Our seed shall, 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 shall be delivered. That's a promise. 
Come on now. Amen. Let's go to Joshua 1, uh, verses 8 and 9 in the Amplified, please. Joshua 1, 8 and 9 in the Amplified. Praise the Lord. We're determined. We are so determined. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it, for then you shall make your way prosperous. What happens? But you've got to observe and do it. Then you're going to, like, it's, this is a whole checklist. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you'll deal wisely. Then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong, vigorous, very courageous. Be not afraid, neither dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be determined. Be determined that this is going to be for you. This is for you, and we're walking in it, and we're walking through it. We're walking all around it, and we're just kind of just mm, in it, right? It says, <laughs> it says the, I got this from a, a, one of the preachers I was listening to. It says, the spiritual law involved in this verse is this. Talking the word, meditating the word, acting on the word equals prosperity, success, and dealing wisely. And it really does. Mm-hmm. I get this note. It says, God wants to be everything to you. God wants to be everything to you. Hmm. He wants to meet your every need. This is why in 2 Timothy 1, uh, verse 3, 13, hold fast the form of sound words, which you heard of me, in faith and in love, which is in Christ Jesus. Hold fast to sound words. What's more sound than this? Come on now. You hold fast to that. Why? Because we're determined to hold fast to sound words today. The Christian walk without knowing his character and his love towards you would be a hard and difficult walk. If we didn't know God's character, we'd believe all these wild and crazy things people say about God. And we know better. We know his character. God isn't hard and unsympathetic. He's your loving, heavenly Father. He's, he's not out devising trials and tests. He's your comforter. He's not out to hurt you. He's the lover of your soul. He isn't concerned about your performance. He's a God that looks at your heart. He doesn't give you what your sins deserve. He is the God of abundant grace. Amen. He doesn't want you to be just a servant. He longs for you to be his son, his daughter, his friend. Amen. Why? That's why they said in, in uh, First Chronicles 5.13, he is good. God is good. His mercy endures forever. Well, we're part of that endurance forever. That mercy is for us. Let's look at somebody that has been determined. And we're going to go to Bartimaeus, and it's Mark 10.46, Passion. Bartimaeus. It says, when Jesus and his disciples had passed through Jericho, a large crowd joined them. And upon leaving the village, they met a blind beggar sitting on the side of the road named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. When he heard that Jesus from Nazareth was passing by, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me now in my affliction and heal me. Those in the crowd were indignant and scolded him for making so much of a disturbance, but he kept shouting with all his might. He was determined 
Son of David, have mercy on me now and heal me. Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped because he was determined. Your determination will stop Jesus in his tracks and turn and face you. Mm. Give you what you want. Jesus stopped and said, call him here. So they went to the blind man and said, have courage. Oh, now, now, they're going to, you know, people are going to tell you to shut up. Now that Jesus called you, well, I knew you were called. I knew that you had a call of God in your life. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. I was your biggest fan. (laughs) Jesus stopped and said, call him here. So they went to the blind man and said, have courage. Get up. Jesus is calling for you. I like this. Verse 50. He threw off that beggar's coat. He said, I will not be a beggar anymore. He threw that thing off. Just like you throw off any kind of sickness, lack, or whatever it is that's messing with you. Throw it off. He jumped up, made his way to Jesus. Verse 51, Jesus said unto him, what do you want me to do for you? Could you, okay, think about that for a minute. Jesus is here, and he says, what do you want? What do you want? World peace, no! What do you want? He's a personal God that wants to deal with you personally. What do you want? Oh, let's feed the people over the other world. What do you want? Get your mind thinking. Come on, he's been talking to you about all these really cool things he wants you to do for him and with him. Turn on your dream machine, and then when he says, what do you want? Come on, I met the guy. I met a guy back at a, a minister's conference years and years ago. His last name is McGee, I think it is. He is the guy that is responsible for, for putting the satellites up in space and keeping them there. McGee, we had breakfast with this guy. You know how he did it? Him and his wife, <laughs> with a slide rule, would roll on the floor, pray in the Holy Ghost so they got some coordinates, put it on the slide rule, and write it down. A slide rule. Okay, most of you people that are uh, uh, 40 and under, do you even know what a slide rule is? <laughs> right? No. Look it up. <laughs> it's a, a thing with a... Yeah. Oh, I know what it is. It's, it looks like a ruler, right? With two, like if there's an edge and an edge, and in the middle it slides. That's why they call it a slide rule, Right? And, and so, but they were able to figure out the coordinates and, and how to keep the satellites up in space. Mm-hmm. There's a guy I do coffee with, an older gentleman, and um, he, I, I just found this out, that he is uh, um, the person that got Petro-Canada to bring in the first hyperbolic, is that, is that what it's called, the hyper, hyperbaric chamber? That the that people use for, you know, when you get the bends if you're diving? Well, he's the guy, Dr. Smith is the guy that was instrumental and he got Petro Canada to bring these things in and he's using and he was the first guy to use them on people. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. God wants you to do, create history. History maker. We need to do that song again. That was so much fun. So So he threw off the beggar's cloak, jumped up and and made his way to Jesus. Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The man replied, my master, please let me see again. 
Let me see again. Come on, there's, we've been going through some things, and sometimes we don't see what, like we used to see. Sometimes things get a little bit foggy from the battle. Things just get a little kind of faded. But polish that up. Let your light show so shine. Amen. The, the man replied, my, my master, please let me see again. Jesus responded, your faith heals you. Go in peace with your sight restored. And all at once the man's eyes opened and he could see again. He began to at once follow Jesus walking down the road with him. I like this one. Zacchaeus. Uh, Luke 19, uh, New Living Translation, verse 1. Luke 19, verse 1. These people were all determined that they were going to get what it is they wanted. Luke 19, 1 in the New Living. It says, um, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. And there was a man there named Zacchaeus. And he was a chief tax collector in the region. And he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. Verse 5, when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, come down, or quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus into his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased, of course. He's going to be the guest of the notorious sinner. They grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, if I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, if I have cheated, if I have cheated people on their taxes. It's all, exactly. He lived to cheat. He said, I'll give him back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham, son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those that are lost. Now, side notes. Zacchaeus like other tax collectors working for the Roman Empire, they were hated and seen as a sinful figure of ill repute, self-enriching, corrupt. They were corrupt, traitorous to the Jewish community, and often strong-armed money out of people with the use of thugs. Pay me a little insurance money. Come on. Those people called Zacchaeus everything but his name. They did. But Jesus called him Zacchaeus. And if you look up the word Zacchaeus, it's pure and innocent. They were calling him everything but his name because they, they couldn't see it. But Jesus saw it. Jesus called him pure and innocent. I don't know what people are calling you today, but I know this. Jesus is calling you pure and and innocent. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> second, uh, second Thessalonians verses one to three. No, three to four. Second Thessalonians chapter one, verses three to four in the message, please. It says, you need to know this, friends. You need to know this. 
that thanking God over and over for you is not only a pleasure, it is a must. Come on, that's what we believe over you. And we have a right to do it. Your faith is growing phenomenally. We see it. Your love for each other is developing wonderfully. We see it. Why? It's only right that we give thanks. Verse 4, we're so proud of you. You're so steady and determined in your faith. You are. Despite all the hard times that have come down on you, we tell everyone we meet in the church is all about you. Come on, we brag about you. Some of you have gone through wars. And you're still standing and still moving forward and still taking ground. You didn't give up. You didn't cave in. You didn't quit. When we all had opportunity to do so, and here you are, soldiers of the Most High God. Come on. Romans 8, 37. Hallelujah. It says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So a conqueror is one who enters the ring, fights, wins, and gains his title and his trophy. More than a conqueror is one who arrives at the end of the fight, handle the title and the trophy without doing a thing. His wife, yeah. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Because you know why? That's what time it is. It is. But it's true. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. <laughs> good thing. Yeah, yeah I am look, I'm looking right at you. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oops. I know I'm going to pay for that later. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus loves you, and he did this for you. He's already made you more than a conqueror. You got to believe it, and, and you got to receive that it, this is personally for you. So no longer see yourself as a loser. Don't see yourself as a loser. Don't say, this won't work for me. Come on. Don't say, I can't win because of where I come from, because of my upbringing. I can't. I remember the first wedding that I preached, or the the first wedding ceremony that I did here. The first thing I had, and the hardest thing I had to overcome is, huh, I'm the only black person here doing a white wedding. No, seriously. I know the song, but no, 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 this is serious. (laughs) I had, to, I had to deal with that myself because all of a sudden it's like, well, what if they don't receive me? What if they don't respect me? What if they don't want me to do it once they see me? But I did it, right? And I've done bunches more since then, and I love it. But I had to, get, I had to be determined to push through that. And I don't know what it is, the things that you that, that are that are up against that you're up against now that you had to push through. So just say this with me. Father, we're, we are determined, we are determined to, do your will, to do your will. Live according to your word. Live according to your word. Our, trust Our trust is in you. 
We refuse to be moved by anything else. And we are determined to hold on to our confidence, knowing we will receive absolutely everything you promised us. And we will not cave in, and we will not quit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.